1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by a grand opening coming soon for your new favorite theater, Movie Tavern in Brookfield Square. Marcus Theater, because movies never tasted so good. Let's get to it. Let's talk a little football with our favorite football talker, Santana Dodson. Good morning, Santana. Hey, hey, good morning, fellas. 3-0. and We are looking squarely at a 3-0 and record. That feels good. Feels good. Good start to the season, right? With a new new coach. And, and you have to believe that it's uh, most of the credit has to go to the defense so far, don't you think? I would think so. You know, I mean, tackling is still a little bit shabby. Um, that being said, I mean, besides, besides Savage, everybody needs a little tackling practice on the defensive side of the ball. But they're doing enough and being consistent enough to keep us into the games. And offense, I mean, honestly, I like what I'm seeing on the offensive side of the ball. Just being uh, dedicated to the running game. You know, Aaron Jones didn't have big numbers or great numbers, but he did have two touchdowns, he and Williams. So just being committed to it, I'm telling you, it's going to do us wonders down the stretch. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought that you would want to rave about the defense, the defense because well, you, you in the offseason said, we need to get defensive help. They went out, they got it. Well, whenever they talked about who should they draft, well, do we need more help on the offense or defense? Like, obviously, the defense needs help. I don't yeah, think that I was. Mean, defense, they weren't bad. Yes, they know, were. They yes, they were. Defense was really, really bad before. Defense was really bad up until this year. You're exactly right. They were really, really bad. There's just no way of put. You, you you can't say that they were good when they couldn't get off the field. They didn't stop. They had one season where everybody, if you got in the red zone, got points. Not one time did they stop anybody. The other thing, they couldn't get off the field. Third down, they were just killed on third downs prior to this season. So help was definitely needed. Yeah, help was needed. And, they, you know, they did great things yesterday. Don't get me wrong. You know, you're just always things that you see that are kind of glaring to the eye that you can work on. But, again, they kept a professional team or NFL team to 16 points. If you keep a team to less than 17, less than 20 points, you're supposed to win the majority of those games. So I do like what I'm seeing defensively. Don't get me wrong. There's just a little bit more work. Just clean up cleanup work that they need to do you can go out and get all kinds of really good players and throw them on the field at the same time you know a defense 11 really good players but if there's no chemistry they're not going to be very good right I mean they won't be as good as you thought they'd be anyway yeah yeah you're exactly right their chemistry and the team ball that they're playing on and every phase of the game is really good right now so how much credit does Mike Pettin get for putting this uh for for coaching these guys up so far because he's having a good time over there he's got a big smile on his face at the end of these these first three games you know it, it's, it's good when you got when you're a good carpenter you got a lot of tools in your tool belt you feel pretty good about yourself but he is all smiles on that sideline right now because he's dialing up the right thing at the right time. How about the takeaways and the sacks? I mean, what, six sacks yeah. yesterday? I mean, you're exactly right. Not not only the sacks, but getting the ball out and turning the ball over. They're doing they're doing great things on the defensive side of the ball. You know, that that's without a doubt. But, I mean, the biggest thing on the box score is just keeping these teams below 17 points. Uh, you know, if, if they can do that consistently, it's going to be a big deal for us coming down the stretch. Well, I would, uh, if, if you said – Every game, 
every game this year, uh, the opponents are only going to go uh, score 16 points, and the defense will, will force three turnovers. I take that every every weekend. I would take that every time. With Aaron Rodgers as our quarterback, yeah, every time I would know. think would think we'd be able to score 16. Don't you think? You're exactly right. I take the outcome of those games, no matter what happens, because I think you know everybody knows what Aaron can do. And like I said, we're we're doing well. We're running the ball. He's not going. We're not going to turn the ball over a lot offensively. So I mean, I take those stats and I take that outcome every time if we can keep teams uh, to under 17 points. All right, let's have a bit of a reality check here. I know we're only three games into the season, but and this is just a but. Is this the greatest defense ever in the history of the NFL? Santana, go ahead. <laughs> are we are we staring at the greatest? I'm going to say maybe not. Are we staring? Can we get can we get 13 more games first? Are we staring at the possibly the greatest defense ever assembled in the history of the NFL? We'll throw the phone lines open. You tell us. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, it's, the, it's the best one we've seen in Lambeau Field in quite some time. I think we all agree to that. Oh yeah, this oh, yeah. is uh, this is feeling like 1967. You got uh, uh, you got the Cowboys, Rams, and Packers all undefeated and atop divisions, which that's very 1967. I think the Browns, the Browns, that's an old throwback, huh? Yeah, I was kind of looking up through all the NFL seasons because Rams, Cowboys, and Packers, that's all, you know. Were the Rams in Los Angeles in 67? Yes. Okay, so they're all in the right, they're all in the same spots because the Rams have traveled a lot. Yeah, but you know, they, they were the Los yeah. Angeles Rams okay. until what? And bread was a nickel and gas was 25 <laughs> cents a gallon. Yeah, but how long did you work for them? That was the question. And each player made a maximum of $17,000 that probably, year. Probably around like that. <laughs> They got a brand new Cadillac with they signed a bonus. And <laughs> yeah, they were lucky. All right, oh, yeah. so so what what are we looking at? Because you have a short turnaround now. Because you have the Eagles coming to town. The Eagles lost to the Lions yesterday, so you start to wonder: Well, are the Lions that good, or are the Eagles not very good? Because I saw a lot of drop passes in that Eagles game yesterday. Yeah, I think the Eagles are still a work in, in progress. Um, you know, just. They lost Nick Foles to free agency, and um, then the Jaguars our, lost our, him. Exactly yeah. right. So just kind of getting into the throws of everything, uh, but they're a quality team. You know, they went to the Super Bowl two, three years ago. So they're they're a quality team. We've got a short week to prepare for them, so they won't be a lot of focus on the Denver game. We probably they probably won't even watch film this week on the on the Denver game, and they'll start focusing on the game plan and getting prepared, like you said, for the short week because it'll come pretty fast Thursday night. So um, this being Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, you got two days to get get prepared for it. Well, Doug Peterson is the head coach in Philadelphia now. You played with Doug Peterson in Green Bay, correct? Yes, yes. Did Doug you ever in your wildest guy. dreams imagine that that dude would be an NFL head coach someday? A Super Bowl winning. Yeah, NFL Super Bowl winning head coach, right. Yeah, I mean, you just never know when the guys are sitting in the locker room, right? I mean, him, himself, Edgar Bennett's doing great things over at the Raiders, working with their wide receivers out there. But, you know, Doug was always kind of a cerebral guy. Um, you know, one of the more quiet ones in the in the locker room, but you knew he was always thinking. 
Now, I didn't know what he was thinking about, but evidently it was X's and O's. Well, you must have been football. Well, you'd better do some more football thinking because you, you you win a Super Bowl, then you get the next year, you know, for free, and then after that it's what what did what did you do for me lately? Especially in Philadelphia. Yes. <laughs> I like that. The second year you get free. You yeah. can do whatever you want yeah. the next year. Right. And, th- and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, man, I just won a Super Bowl. Things happen. Two years ago. Right. Yeah, exactly. What have you done for me lately? So, yeah. So you think there's a hot seat this year in Philadelphia, Santana, for you, for no, your buddy? Yeah, I, I think they're going to give him a little bit of time. Okay. But, and I think he had a lot of injuries, like everybody else. He had a lot of injuries last year um, to his core unit. So they're going to give him a little bit of time. But, yeah, those Philly fans, they're kind of demanding on the East Coast. Okay, so Doug Peterson – Head coach, Edgar Bennett, assistant coach. I don't know who else is out there on the sidelines now as far as coaching that you played with, but think, look around the locker room. Who did you know was not going to be a coach? Like that dude is just, that dude is here on pure ability, not brains. Who did I know was not going to be a head coach? Right. Probably Antonio. Really? Antonio was always, you know, Antonio Freeman was always putting himself in a position to go do something else besides football. Well, the way you've talked about him, I sort of expect to see him pop up on the Food Network. Right. Because he's well, quite I a... think, you know, he moved, he's in He's in Miami now, so he's he... seen a lot of uh, Red Snapper and... <laughs> veggies and things like that so he's well well good for him he also i don't know if you were watching these uh i think they wrapped him up uh this past friday night but it was the you know it's a hundred year anniversary in the nfl so the nfl network everything's the 100 this the 100 that right 100 greatest catches 100 this but they had the 100 greatest plays in the history of the nfl and i don't i don't know how you whittle that down you know because how many plays have there been in the nfl over a hundred years yeah Um, that's hard to do like but Four thousand, but is that what it is? Yeah, Four thousand. Thank you for doing the math quickly. Um, Antonio is in there at number in the in the sixties, I think, or fifties, with that catch against the Vikings that rainy Monday night. Remember when he's laying on his back and Chris Dishman thought he had slapped the ball away and it landed on Antonio. That's right. Yeah, and he, he did what? That's what the commentator said. He did what? Exactly right. That's boy, good memory. That's what Al Michaels said when he scored. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, was that was that lucky? Now you'd rather be lucky than good. And Antonio was a good, great wide receiver. Now that ball just kind of popped on his chest. So is that luck or was that really? Talented? It was. What it was, was lucky that the ball fell on his chest. But how many guys are aware enough or have the coordination to grab it before it hits the ground? You know. Yeah. That's that. True statement. True so statement. Yeah. I, I'll say it was luck and skill and heads up on his part to get up and run. You know, to, to, there were no whistles. You know, how many guys, how, no how many dudes lay there or, you know, yeah. or get up and walk or like look around. So um, it was great because it was against the Vikings too. And everybody knows there's never been one as good Viking. We got the victory against the Vikings that's all that matters, yeah. right? Especially in Lambeau. So on a short week, luckily our quarterback was not sacked yesterday and said at the podium, I feel great. It's probably the cleanest I've been in five years after a football game, and I don't hurt anywhere. So when you have to turn around to Thursday night, that's probably you've got a head start already, right? Oh, yeah. You definitely got a head start. Definitely. I didn't see a lot of guys limping out of the game, so we should be good to go. 
Hey, there's an interesting article on SI.com about how Reggie White made Green Bay cool. You know, by uh, coming yeah, there as a free I, agent. I saw that. Actually, I did see that. Hey, you didn't read through it at all? It gives yeah, a lot of the... statement. I think they, saw, they talked to, was it Keith Jackson and a couple other guys? Yeah, That's they uh, actually say Ray Rhodes gets a lot of credit for recruiting Reggie to, to come to Green Bay. Yeah. And, you know, I remember it was a big deal because, you know, Reggie coming out of free agent was free agency was the free agent. And a lot of the small market teams, quote-unquote, were very concerned about guys being free agents and having the ability to pick and choose, always going to your New York or your bigger markets, your L.A.s, places like that. Right. Um, so the fact that he was the biggest free agent and decided to come to Green Bay with the Ray Rhodes recruiting him and everybody else um, – it was a big deal. It made it made you sit up and at least take notice, and that was a couple of years before my free agency. So even though Tampa was in the same division, the fact that you know signing Reggie and everything that they were putting together it makes you at least pick up the phone and say, okay, well let me see what what the hell's going on up there in Wisconsin. Well, Reggie, so that that made a difference for you, the fact that Reggie was there and and like that. Oh, very much so. Yeah, it was a big deal for me. You know, not only Reggie, but, you know, the defensive line in general. Um, you felt like they were putting something together very special up in Green Bay. You know, Reggie may have made it cool in Wisconsin, but when old 71 showed up, they put a supercharger on that thing. Let's face it. Come on. <laughs> That's right. Come and on. And you had pressure from all directions. Yes. Yeah. It was on and popping. Yeah, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, the Packers are three and zero. They're at home on Thursday night. How do you feel about the chances of going four and zero to start the season? I feel good. I feel good about every game in Lambeau. So I like it. You know, they've got their noses to the grindstone, and let's get it done on Thursday. Cowboys, Rams, and Niners are also three and zero. Very nineteen sixty seven. All right, Santana. We'll talk again next Monday morning. What do you say? All right, fellas, y'all have a great week. All right. Talk to you then. Santana Dodson.